What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, November 4th, or I guess technically it is Sunday. I will explain. <laughs> you guys are li- <laughs> listening to episode number 84, okay, and um, all I, I got to just start off this by saying, wow, wow, okay, Sit back and relax for this. I am going to be fucking talking about a bunch of shit today that is just from the storm, Sandy, to trick-or-treating with my son. I'm out here in New Orleans with Bill Burr. We did two shows last night. We went out to to Baton Rouge today to see LSU Alabama. I, You know, you could tell in my voice. I'm losing my voice. It's been crazy. It's been an amazing time here. Um, we went, we we did the Bourbon Street thing last night, which was crazy. I got issues about that. The shows were crazy. It was just fucking unbelievable. So um, sit back and relax and enjoy. I started to do this podcast Thursday night. I was gonna be so early for you guys, ready to go. You guys were gonna be able to, you know, download it on Friday. I wasn't gonna take my my. Um, my podcast uh, equipment with me to New Orleans, uh, or as they say down here, Nolens. I wasn't going to do that. I was going to do my podcast Thursday night, get it all uploaded, do all that shit, and have you guys be able to hear it and download it and do all that good shit. And I was going to leave my laptop, just take my iPhone. Fortunately, my daughter was crying. She was a mess the night before I left for here, and just couldn't get couldn't get the podcast off. I just couldn't. My wife was exhausted. The kids were waking up. I had an early flight, 6.45 in the morning, and it was way too hard to get it done. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to take this, and I'm going to get it done. Um, I'm going to get it done in the hotel, and that's what I'm doing now. But I had like six or seven minutes recorded about in, recorded on the podcast, and I just couldn't do it. So I'm redoing it now. But uh, I don't have babies crying. I'm in a hotel. I've had an incredible day. It's been an incredible past few days so we'll get right into it so enjoy this i i hope this uh, podcast finds you well i would like to start off by saying anybody in new york that um i'm very sorry uh we know people that lost a lot of things in new york um you know it was terrible jersey long island all those people if you are a verzi effect podcast listener and you were affected by hurricane sandy um, well, my thoughts and prayers are with everybody, but if you listen to the show, um, you know, I just want to tell you that I'm, I'm very sorry and I hope that, uh, you're getting, you know, your life and all that shit back together as soon as possible because it was really no joke. Um, seeing the damage that it did was crazy and, you know, I've know people and also know people who know people who've lost cars, motorcycles, fucking furniture, everything, people in Long Island and... Oh, holy shit, man. Did you guys see the Jersey Shore? Fucking Seaside Heights, a roller coaster was in the ocean. I mean, that's some like Steven Spielberg or like some sci-fi crazy fucking disaster movie shit. You're seeing like a Ferris wheel and a roller coaster in the ocean. I mean, this shit was no joke. So thoughts, prayers, heart go out to everybody um, in that area. It was crazy. It was a crazy storm. Fortunately for me, and my family, um, we we got it so little, and it's probably pissed somebody off who lost power for a long time. We didn't even lose power. 
We had power flickering on and off for a couple of seconds. I might have lost power for five seconds. The crazy thing about this is last year, almost a year ago, today it was it was like October 29th. And on October 29th, as you guys know, there wasn't really a big winter in New York. And October 29th was the biggest winter storm that we had. Uh, and it was in the fall. It was, it was fucking just leaves on trees. And all the snow made the trees and the branches so heavy that power lines were out. And we actually lost power for, I think it was a, a holy shit, it was a, a week? We lost power for a week last year. This storm, Sandy, comes and... I guess it was going so hard left, it hit, you know, lower Manhattan, it hit, obviously, you know, Atlantic City, Philadelphia, all that area, but didn't really, you know, hit us as far as the eye of the storm. We got some wind, we got some trees down, um, and we were fortunate, so I was thankful for that, especially, you know, with the kids and everything, it was, it, it made life a lot easier, and and it it just it did work out for us. So, um, and all you people saying, "Hey, Verzi, I hope it worked out for you in New York." Thank you, I appreciate it. It, it definitely did. Um, you know, but I, we had cabin fever. We're sitting in the house and we're waiting for this big fucking thing for like a day, and nothing was going on. Funny story. I got bored, and my son had a lot of hair on his head. I'm sure you know where this is going. My. <laughs> My son Lucas had all his, he just needed a haircut. We didn't, obviously, we weren't going to go to the barbershop because of the storm and everything, but he needed a haircut. So, me, I'm sitting in the living room. I'm not performing. Shows get canceled. Shows were canceled all over New York City. I'm not working that night. I'm home, and my wife's busy doing stuff. And my wife found it. My wife just found it like, all right, you know what? Since this is happening, let's just, and she just took it upon herself to bake shit, cook bad food. All kinds of comfort stuff, which you're thinking, yeah, that's awesome, but not when you're trying to lose weight and, and your wife is just cooking brownies and fucking pasta sauce. So all that stuff is cooking, and I'm like, what are we going to do? My son's watching his shows, and I go, you know what? I'm going to give Lucas a haircut. Fuck it. I'm going to cut my son's hair. It's so much. You know what? I'll just buzz cut it, but it won't be, <laughs> it won't be too short. So the storm's about an hour away from really hitting us. And I was like, Lucas, you want Dad to give you a haircut? He's like, yeah, all right. So he goes up, not realizing the patience that he's going to have to need for this fucking crazy procedure. Okay, because it, it was, I didn't have the proper, I have like, you know, clippers because I have a short kind of short haircut I always have. But I just, you know, I didn't realize what, what this was going to take with as much hair he had on his head. So we go upstairs and I start with this like clipper that leaves it long. And I'm like, this isn't enough. And I do another one. I go, this isn't enough. And finally, I'm like, all right, fuck it, dude. This kid's hair is going to be a half an inch. <laughs> It'll grow in a couple of days. So I start really buzzing it. And like chunks of my son's blonde hair. He's got beautiful hair, too. It's just falling out of his, coming out of his head. And <laughs> I'm going, oh, shit. How am I going to sell this to my wife? But I'm in too deep now. So I'm starting to give him this military cut. You know, hair's getting everywhere, and he's kind of losing his patience, and hair's on his shoulders and his back, and he's just like, Daddy, are we done? And we just started. It was like when a kid's in the car, and he's like, you know, are we there yet? That's what happened when I, I was shaving his head, and I'm going, shit, and all of a sudden, as hair starts going everywhere, the lights start to flicker, and my wife's like, here it comes, we're about to lose power, and I'm going, fuck, and everything goes dark, 
and it was like two seconds, and then everything came back on. And I'm like, fuck, all right, let me try. So I start, I try to like shave his head as much as I can, and I can't, I can't get it all. And the lights start flickering, and it's really dirty and hair, and he needs a bath. And I'm like, you know something? Clean up all the hair. Half of his head is cut. The other half wasn't. It was hysterical. It was like he was cast in a movie to be like a villain. He just had this shaved head on one side, this mop on the other. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make it as neat as possible. And what I'll do is I'll finish tomorrow. So I clean up all the hair. He was didn't have the patience for any more hair anyway. He really didn't. So I clean up all the hair, take him to the bath, clean him up. And he's got like a mop on the top. And I managed to like even the sides out as much as I possibly could with the time. Good news is we don't lose power. I give him the bath. I get him in the pajamas. He's clean. There's no hair anywhere. And we're just waiting. And he goes downstairs and my wife kind of looks at him and goes like, what? And she just looks at me. I go, look, I know, but you see the way I kind of evened it out. And she was like, not really, but yeah. So I'll finish it tomorrow. Give him a haircut. It'll be fine. She goes, at this point, just shave it off. So we don't lose power, which is great. It was was amazing. So I'm like, great. We got power. Our our food, we went shopping. We're not going to lose this food. This is great. Next day, bored, cabin fever. Nothing going on. We're watching TV. House is clean. We got a bunch of food. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I'm not performing again. All right, let's finish. You want to go upstairs and finish your hair? Go upstairs. I end up giving my son a buzz cut. It was really short. My wife didn't like it. Uh, Now, today, it's probably great because it was like this like five days ago. So it came in really good. But that's what I did. So I buzzed my son's head. Probably too short. Probably shouldn't have done it, but it worked out. And that's what happened. So I guess my advice is if you're home and you have cabin fever and you want to give your kid a haircut, just let that thought go through your head, go through your brain, and then say to yourself, Nah, you know what? We'll just wait for the storm to pass and we'll take him to a professional barber. <laughs> I think that's the better way to go about it. But it worked out. We had a great time. And um, I'm just really thankful and happy that we didn't lose the power. And um, it was it was a really bad storm for a lot of people. Manhattan was, you know, oh, man. Seeing, like, Battery Park and those tunnels, I've never seen New York City where it looked like a movie. It really looked like a movie. The last time I saw New York City like that um, was, like, or, or and I would never, never, ever compare what happened with... Um, this storm to 9-11, but seeing the towers come down and all that, you're like, oh my God, that that looks surreal, was how it looked when you just saw water filling up tunnels in New York City and like taxi cabs up to the steering wheel with water. Never seen that before. So it just reminded me of this surreal feeling that then the last time I got it was 9-11, but I would never be as insensitive or, or even try to compare the two. Speaking of insensitive, I am really fucking glad Mayor Bloomberg stopped the stupid fucking marathon. I can't even believe that would have been the worst fucking decision I've ever heard ever. That he just he was going to have people running where it starts in Staten Island. They're looking for bodies in houses in Staten Island still. Staten Island lost every, so much shit. There's fucking ruins there. It's awful. And they were just going to have people fucking jogging with smiles on their face, right? It, it, it didn't make sense. And he was fucking, he didn't, he was steadfast, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to back down, he's like, no, we're doing it. And finally, when people are like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that, that doesn't make any sense. You can't run the New York Marathon when half of Manhattan is underwater and people are like, are still looking for their loved ones, like you can't, and finally he didn't do it, but that would have been the worst. So, um, you know, the storm came and went, 
slowly, you know, progressing and getting better. I hope everybody, uh, you know, gets through it, past it, works it out, and, you know, hopefully people have insurance for this shit and they could work it out. Um, I was glad that it didn't ruin Halloween because that storm last year canceled Halloween for us because there were power lines down, like I said, and I was actually able to go around my condo complex and I've talked a lot of shit about my condo complex. I hate seeing my fucking neighbors. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you about what's going on in my life. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't care what's going on in yours. I don't mean to be a dick. If you fall down, I'll help you get up. I'll pick you up. I'll do whatever I can. If an old lady in our complex needs to be walked somewhere, I'll walk her somewhere. I'll hold the door. I'll do all that. I'm a nice guy like that. Okay? But I don't give a fuck about your job. I don't care about who you hate at your job. I don't give a fuck about the sweater you just bought. I just don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I got kids. I'm fucking tired. All right? Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Period. That's it. And I have to say, my son dressed up. My wife, uh, my wife's friend, Stephanie. Stephanie and Matt and their two kids, they didn't have power. They were cold. We invited them over on Halloween. They came over. We had dinner. We took the kids trick-or-treating. It was a great time. And I have to say, everybody in the condo complex was amazing. Just, you know, it was great to see. the kids. My, my son was trick-or-treating. My son was a pirate. One of the funniest things. First of all, I have to say that my son, taking my son trick-or-treating was one of the greatest, was one of the happiest times I've ever had in my life. And I think taking your kid trick-or-treating is one of the most special, amazing, hilarious, um, just fun times to do with your with your kid. You know, he was so excited. He was ready to go. He had his, his pumpkin bucket to get the candy in. And he was dressed as Jake the Neverland Pirate from Disney. And we go, we go out. And I, I was like, Lucas, what are you going to say when you knock on the door? And he had like this whole thing prepared. He's three and a half. And he goes, I'm going to say, R matey, trick or treat. <laughs> and then he like, he would squint his eyes. Like, R matey, trick or treat, happy Halloween, all this stuff. So what he would do in reality, that's what he said he was going to do. What he did in reality was knock quickly on the door and quickly say, R matey, trick or treat, and then basically run. He did like a ring and run. So he would walk up to the door and he'd go, uh, but as his hand hit the door, like maybe even before you go, oh, our matey, trick or treat, and he's knocked on the door, and then he would just turn around and walk away. I go, no, 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 Lucas, you got to turn around. And the funniest thing was Stephanie, my wife's friend, her son Frank, who is a lit, like two months younger than Lucas, he was dressed as Spider Man. And he kind of followed Lucas's lead. So Lucas would say, Our matey, trick or treat. And Frank didn't really know what Lucas was saying. So he would just say, Already trick or treat. So it was this, it was Lucas going, Our matey, trick or treat. And then this little kid going, Already trick or treat. And they would just knock and then start walking away like nothing would happen, which I found hysterical. Like I'm, la- I'm just fucking laughing. I'm thinking this is the greatest. And then people would come and they would be like, and my son didn't have like tact sometimes. Like if somebody had a bowl of candy, if they had a variety, he would like really look at it and like dissect what he wanted. But if somebody would have insane shit, like this one lady had taffy or these airheads and he, he couldn't fucking, his brain couldn't process. He was so psyched that he just fucking grabbed one and goes, I want, I want this one. And he already had it in the thing. That's how, how excited and happy it was. But you guys have to, if you're listening to this, if you don't have kids and you're going to have kids, wait till like three or four years and you have to go trick-or-treating. Take off of work. It is worth it. 
I actually did not. I told my managers, my representation at comedy clubs, I'm not working on Halloween because I'm going to spend it with my son. My daughter's too young. My daughter was adorable, by the way. She was dressed as a peacock, and she had these like duck feet, these bird feet uh, uh, with the costume, and it was amazing. She's adorable. Her face was poking through it, and she didn't complain, and this big beak was hanging over her head, and it was just so cool. It really was. I had a great time doing it. I really did. And uh, we had a great night. Trick-or-treating uh, trick was, was a blast. And Halloween didn't get canceled in our condo complex. And the people were really great with the kids. So um, it worked out. I'm glad the storm is over. Hopefully, you know, we could be recovering and everything like that. And, you know, move forward. Because you realize the devastation that uh, seeing hundreds of houses just with roofs blown off and garages blasted out and walls and like just the side of a house, it's 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 pretty crazy that 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 can happen. And I feel horrible about people that lost their lives with the trees falling down, uh, killing people. And I said to my wife, you know, we have a couple of big trees. I said, listen, if this shit gets crazy, and, and we both agree, we're sleeping downstairs, and we're gonna sleep in a place where even if that tree fell, it, 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 you know, as best as we could do, it's not gonna be near us. But fortunately, we found out around Westchester where we were that the tree, you know, the, the, the storm wasn't that bad for us, but 12 to 15 miles south it was. All right, so speaking of horrible storms, there is no worse storm than I think we've seen than, than Katrina, and I am here sitting in my hotel room in New Orleans, Louisiana, right now. I had an incredible first night here yesterday. I was exhausted because my daughter didn't sleep the night before and I had a 6.45 flight. So I basically didn't sleep. I get here to New Orleans and uh, me and Bill Burr are doing two shows at Harris. Here where we're staying, the casino. We're doing a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock. Both crowds fucking awesome. I was so just doing new stuff right off the bat, talking about the storm. And I was goofing on the storm a little bit because I said, look, guys, you know, I was fucking around. I was talking about Tim Tebow, and, and we were just having a great time. I talked about how I wanted Tim Tebow to just have a downfall. Just cocaine on his nose in the New York Post would say T-blow. We, just, we were just having fun. Bill was throwing out shit. Like, we were just having fun. So uh, <laughs> some of Bill's new shit is so funny. So I was up there, and I was like, look, you know, shit's crazy in New York. You know, with the, with the storm and everything, but this is the last city that I'm going to talk about that in. And the place started laughing, and I go, "Look, the last <laughs> the last thing you guys want to hear about is how we're up to our toenails in water. You guys, you know, this is like you guys had the mother of all storms. You don't want to hear it. You know that we lost a couple of TVs. And I listen. I don't mean to make light of it. I know we lost people, but they they lost two thousand people here, and there I heard that there was eighteen feet of water in some places in people's homes. So I just kind of broke the ice with that, and the crowds were great. And um, you know, I wasn't making light of anything. I was just kind of just. It was just a great way to talk to them, and and the crowds were really receptive to everything. I had such a great time. Uh, the shows were awesome, and then we headed out to Bourbon Street, which. I said something on Twitter and I said, or, or Facebook, I said that Bourbon Street is overrated. Uh, here's what Bourbon Street is. Bourbon Street is an absolute fucking shit show. It's a shit show. It's people, it's just people drinking, walking, it's packed. You can't get by. If they're doing construction in the street, it makes it that much more narrow and you have to stand next to these fucking people. All right, a lot of them are fat because it's in the south and it's all it's just 
It's just fat, sweaty people falling around screaming things, and that's what happened. Me and Bill watched this fat girl. She looked like fucking Humpty Dumpty, whatever that means, and she just fell over, and she was like rolling, and she couldn't get up, and she was laughing. It was fucking... So what I did was I saw a guy who was like a bouncer. He was a bouncer at one of the clubs, like on Bourbon Street, and I said, look, man, I said, me and my buddy just want to go to a place. Is there a place we could go to? Where we could kind of like sit in like a lounge or like a calm bar that's not crazy. We could eat good food and, you know, be out of the tourist trap, you know, get a drink, watch the game. And he goes, yeah, go around the corner, two blocks down. And he goes, go two blocks down and make a left. This place, Oceana. If you guys know it, you know what I'm talking about. Me and Bill walk in there. Place is 75% empty. There's spots at the bar. They got a flat screen. We're watching the second half of the Laker game. We ate these amazing spicy crab cakes with this with these little shrimps on top of it. Unbelievable. Oysters the size of fucking your wallet. The, the oyster was as big as a wallet. It was amazing. So we're eating these appetizers. We're drinking some beers. We had some whiskey. Great time. And all the tourists were just going by. And a couple of people at the show came in and were talking to us. They were even cool. We had a great time. But if you come here and you want it to be a good time where you eat good food, it's just Bourbon Street is not it. Because here's the thing about Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street is if you get rancid drunk, don't mind being around a ton of people. You'll love Bourbon Street if you'll wait on a line to get in a club and be bumping into people and get a bracelet and take an hour to get a drink. You'll love Bourbon Street then. Now, you could get into a place. I don't want to say like that. Like I know some people listen. No, that's not true. I know you could walk into a place and if you get a seat, it's awesome. But when there's a ton of people walking in the streets, I don't like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. When I'm on vacation, when I'm doing something, I like to be fucking with the people I want to be with. I like to be private. I don't want to be, you know, you know, with people screaming. And there's a ton of people here. Monday Night Football, which I'm going to um, against the Eagles, Saints and Eagles, you know, is going down here. LSU Alabama went down today. And it was just too much. We had a great time, but I would say find out from the locals here the place to go that's non-touristy and enjoy yourself that way. It's definitely better. Definitely go to Bourbon Street, listen to the music, see what's going on with it. Absolutely do that. You have to do that. Okay? Watch the people fall. Watch people drink. Watch all the the nutty stuff. It's worth it. But as far as hanging out there all night, you're going to sweat. You're going to be standing there with a ton of people that you don't know. And you're going to be hearing fucking idiots screaming drunk. That's what's going to happen. So we we did that for a little while. And we're like, listen, we have a big day tomorrow. We're going to LSU, Alabama. Let's just go to the um, you know hotel. So we go back to the hotel. And then, guys, it happened today. It happened today where you understand what I'm saying to you right now. Understand this. It's not a maybe. It's not an opinion. It is a fact. If you think you know football and football fans, you know nothing until you come to an SEC football game. Now, I know Penn State is close. I've heard things about that, and I get that, and I'll give you that because 100-something thousand people, they go nuts. SEC football, the two best teams in the country, Alabama, LSU, I've never in my life, it lived up to the hype. I've never in my life seen anything like it. It was fucking amazing. 
and the people weren't disrespectful even when they were arguing to the other team. It was never bad. It was like this nice, polite rivalry, but the place went fucking crazy. Death Valley is where we were. That's the stadium. And we sat up top the extension seats, like the like the the they they added a few they added layers and we could see everything perfectly. You could see the plays develop. And I have never seen this before. I couldn't even I was just looking around. I was dumbfounded. Bill was watching me and he was like just looking like this is a this is insane. There's almost a hundred thousand people here. They're all going nuts. The band comes through. Everybody goes nuts. The buses with the players. I saw the Alabama bus coming through, and you just see Nick Saban sitting in the front in a suit, and Alabama's going in, and everyone's kind of like booing the bus um, in a polite way. It was insane. We go to our seats, and we're just watching. They don't serve alcohol in there. But me and Bill had had this. This is so funny what we did. We go to a liquor store beforehand. We buy a bottle of Jamie. We buy a bottle of Jameson and we get a 12-pack of Michelob Light. And we get ice and we buy a cooler and we're like, we're going to park a mile away, walk with it, and we'll be all set and we'll tailgate. We were meeting somebody. We were meeting some people from ESPN there. And we were just going to do that. So we're like, all right, you know what? We parked. We're a mile away. Let's have a beer in the car. Bullshit. We're hours and hours away from the game. So we have a beer. Now we have another beer. We start talking. Now we have another beer. We start talking. We're like, oh, listen, let's just make like the cooler like seven beers heavy because there's a couple things of ice. Before you know it, we almost drink every beer. I think there were two beers left, and we didn't have to take the cooler anymore. We're buzzing our nuts off, and we just get out of the car. We get the shit we need, and we're walking down the street with a bottle of Jameson that we put in the cups, and we're drinking it. Fucking loaded already. We get to the stadium, buzzing our nuts off. We meet these people. We go to a tailgate. Talking sports, having a great time, and then we go to our seats and we just see this place, and it was an absolute zoo. The chanting, the screaming, louder than you could imagine. These people lose their minds. And I'm not just talking kids. I saw some fucking guy in his 60s. He had like a pom-pom hanging out of the back of his head. He was screaming shit. He was losing his mind. People are like just going nuts. Um, And they say, roll tide. For Alabama, and there was very few Alabama fans, and you know, Tigers go, Tigers go, go, Tigers go, go, Tigers go, LSU. Picture 93,000 people screaming that at the top of their lungs. So the Alabama saying is roll tide, right? But the LSU people would be like, roll, roll around the bowl in the hole, like like flush them down the toilet. It, they had this, this whole thing. It was ins- I don't even know how to describe an SEC football game unless you just go and you just watch what unfolds. It, 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 is, such, it is football to a level where you, it, it, it's, a, it's a fucking madhouse. It's a zoo. People are screaming. It is loud. It makes NFL football. If you've ever been to an NFL football tailgate, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It doesn't come close. It doesn't compare. It is nothing compared. You have to go to one of these games. If you are a football fan, you owe it to yourself. You don't have to drink. That's how crazy it is. You don't have to drink. You could just show up, eat, drink soda, and watch everything, and it, it's insane. If you drink, it's just to another level, but it, it was amazing to see. 
The fans know the plays. The fans are into the plays. They're into everything. They're into you. It's just amazing. The kids are playing their hearts out. They're playing for a national championship. So much better than these fucking late. And I love, I'm a sports. I'm a, I'm a pro sports guy because I'm a New York guy. And New York fans, all we know is pro. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. Giant fans go nuts. They tailgate. They have a great time. And I'm sure all of the football, all the NFL fans, they have great times in their own way. Nothing is like this. You have to see it. I'm doing it no justice to. Crazy. Death Valley, the yellow towels going. It was fuck. It was nuts. So that's what we did today. And and we had a we had a great time. We had a great time. Um, I think my buzz is still like like so little, but like I have that tired where I need to just go to bed. I need to go to bed, and you know, and we're not even done this weekend. We're not done this weekend. We're here tomorrow. And uh, and then Monday night football, and then I'm coming back to New York on Tuesday. Election day, but you know, Bill and I were just having such a such a great time talking sports and, and oh man, watching these games, doing doing the shows, and it was really fun. Bill said something that happened during the show. He goes, "You missed a heckler," because people like yell quick things out with the southern accents out here, and um, everyone's having a great time. And, and we had great shows. We really did. But apparently I said something and Bill said he was listening in the back and he just started laughing. But I was saying something, I was saying something like I kicked a shit out, I kick a fat redneck's ass down the street. I said something, it was about a redneck trying to date my daughter and I'd, I'd kick some Alabama's fat ass down the street. And Bill said, you just hear this voice in the back going, try me. Really funny, man. These people down here were fucking, are, are just so funny. And we, you know... We were just talking football. I opened up. You want to talk about not pandering to a crowd? I opened up the show last night. I just walked out there. I was like, hey, you know, we're happy to be here. Everyone's going nuts for the show. And then when everybody, like, stopped going nuts, I just kind of looked at them, and I put my arm up, and I said, roll tide. And the whole place just starts booing. The whole place just starts booing and going, like, boo-boo. And I just had so much fun with it. And then I told him that I really didn't give a shit because I'm from New York and college sports don't matter. And we had a great time. So, but Bourbon Street, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't feeling where all the tourists are here because it's just like a tourist trap. You just go there. I'm finding out from people here that there's other places to go. But the food here is amazing. The Cajun-style shrimp. The jambalaya, they got po' boy sandwiches here. We're, we're right around the corner from this place. You got to go to this place if you come here called Mother's Restaurant. It's the best be- breakfast place here. And I heard they have the best roast beef po' boy in Louisiana. And we're going to get it tomorrow. So that's what we've been up to. That's where I stand right now. I'm flying back Tuesday. And speaking of flying, I know some of you guys love when I talk about my flights. So I'm going to talk about the flight from New York to here. First of all, I was so exhausted that I, I was literally so tired. I said, let me just get on this fucking plane. You know, I'll whatever. I just got to get on the plane. I'm so tired. I got to go to sleep. No sleep. I'm like, I'm going to sleep on the plane. I don't sleep on the plane at all. What I do is I sit in the window seat and I try to sleep. And the guy takes off. And during takeoff, it was a rough takeoff, my first rough takeoff on JetBlue, where we were just going through the clouds and the f- the plane was shaking. The plane just kept shaking, shaking, like, oh, man, just get above this thing, you know. And then 
this was funny. I'm I'm flying down. We start to descend. Yeah, we're here. We're gonna be we're gonna be on the ground in like 27 minutes. We're here, just to let you know as we're coming in. You know the clouds are really low. It's kind of foggy, but you know we'll be down in 20 minutes. And we start descending, and all of a sudden we get out of the clouds, and I see the ground. And then we continue descending, and I don't see the ground anymore. I just see clouds, and I'm like, oh, dude, what the f- was this like a Twilight Zone thing? Like, why do I see clouds? We went. We went down out of the clouds. I saw the ground. We went down again, and I still see clouds, but I just saw the ground. Where can these clouds be? It was freaking me out, and I'm going, holy shit, I hope we're not coming in hot because I always say coming in hot. I'm like, maybe we're too low. Maybe this is like a diehard episode where they're telling us we're a certain amount of feet, but we're not, and it's going to hit the fucking ground, and we're going to blow up. What's going on? And I'm freaking out, and all of a sudden we get through this thing, and right as we get through the fog and the clouds, the ground is like right there. And we landed fine, but it freaked me out. But here's what I want to say about flying and the thing you need to look for when you fly. I figured it out. You want to know what you need to look for? You need to look at your pilot's face. You need to look at your pilot's face and you need to look in his in his face and think where did his background come from? Because I saw a couple of pilot, pilots show up to JFK that I don't want flying my plane. Some of these fat bastards, one fat bastard looked like he just got off the couch after eating cheese doodles and he just wiped cheese doodle crumbs off his chin and shirt and he learned how to fly playing Xbox. I don't want that guy flying my plane. I want my pilot to have a mustache and like a slight look of arrogance on his face, just pointing at people, winking, you know, just pointing at the, pointing over at the, um, Flight attendant, like, yeah, how you doing, honey? Wink at her, be like, yeah, you know, I could fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know and I know. I'm probably going to take care. Yeah, see you up top. See you on deck. That's the guy I want flying my air- aircraft. I want a guy a little arrogant. Yeah, fuck this guy. I want the guy going in there, give you a little smirk, t- you know, tips his cap like a golfer who just made a putt. I want that guy flying my airplane. Who the fuck else do you want flying it? That's what I want. I don't want some guy who looks lazy, who's like, hey, you know what? I want to stop, you know... I want to stop being a, a, a truck driver. I think I'm going to go on and do this simulator and get my fucking license from United. I don't want that. I actually had a pilot tell me he learned how to fly. A pilot, a real pilot. He showed up to the airport. The guy showed up to the fucking airport ready to fly people, souls up in the air. And he goes, yeah, you want to you know what I learned? He goes, video games, man. And I was just like, What? And I was like, where are you flying, man? Who are you flying? <laughs> he told me it wasn't me, and I was happy. I want that military-looking guy. I want the guy who looks like he... I want the guy who looks like he flew hornets in the war, and it didn't phase him, and now this is like a joke for him. It's like a leisure, fun game for him. Like that, That's what I want. I, I, that's who I want flying my airplane. And I don't like seeing young ones. And if I see a young pilot, I just want to make sure he's sitting next to the other guy. You want your pilot to be named something strong too. I mean, if the pilot comes on and says his name is something strong, like, you know, that's what you want. You don't want, you just want some, you, you, you know, you know, you could look, you know a military name. Yeah. You know, Cox is first First pilot, Ted Johnson, we're going to be flying. You're like, all right, this fucking Teddy knows what he's doing. But you don't want some fucking like, uh, you know, I don't even know what a bad name would be. I would just know if I heard it. You know, if you, 
you got to you got to make sure that these guys have the toughness in the face. They got the name, and you could just look. They even have the broad shoulders, and they have the walk of a military. You know, they've been through some shit. You don't want a guy to have a little like, you know, limp in his step and just have and, and be. And I don't want my pilot to be fat. That's another thing. Because my fi- if if my pilot's fat, he's not doing the right thing when he's not in the air. Which tells me there's a sense of laziness. There's a sense of, you know, um, just irresponsibility. The guy's eating donuts and has powder on his face. Something's wrong. I don't want that guy flying my airplane. I really, I don't care how good of a pilot he is. You saw the guy Sullenberger, the guy who landed the plane in the Hudson. That guy, mustache, looked like he had his shit together. Looked like a first commander in some kind of military. That's who I want flying my plane. But they're not all like that. Some of these airlines are getting lazy. They're hiring these fat dudes. I can't have it. I can't. I'm not, I don't want a fat pilot. Especially if you're flying far. You know. Because then the fat pilot's going to get fucking tired. Probably want to eat. You never know something goes wrong. Guy's shoving his face. He's putting the second captain in command. Some, You know. Guy, nah. Mustache. Slight look of arrogance. That's what you want. All right, what else have we got to talk about here? Speaking of uh, speaking of pilots, I want to see this Denzel movie. I want to see the Denzel movie um, maybe before Monday Night Football. We'll go and we'll check that out, but I think it's going to be a good one. I really do. I think that they're saying... That, well, the Denzel Washington and the Abraham Lincoln movies I think are musts. I think they're musts. You have to see them. I think both are going to be Academy Award uh, nominees. Excuse me, I'm drinking some water. <coughs> I was I was... Drinking, screaming today. Oh my god, it was fun. It was really, really fun. I'm trying to think if I, th- I don't know if I had an email from somebody that wanted me to talk about something. I think I might have. No, was it? Anyway, if you sent an email and you wanted me to talk about something on this podcast, I will uh, talk about it next time. I don't think I did. I know that I talked to some people and I know that some comments were coming. And uh, people last night who came to the show said that they were going to listen to the podcast. And that they wanted to, uh, you know, put some comments. So if you do and you saw the show last night, thank you. I appreciate the support. Please send the comments to it. Uh, I don't have an unacceptable. I know I've been bad with the unacceptables, haven't I? I definitely have been. I've been slacking with the unacceptables for the week. And I want to get back to making that a regular thing. So let me try to do an unacceptable for this week. Okay. I think that an unacceptable for this week is I'll never say I'll never say having a good time and drinking and acting a fool is unacceptable because it's happened to everybody and it's happened to myself here's what's unacceptable if you get so drunk and fall in public and then laugh at yourself and you think it's cool and not stupid and you don't get up right away that's unacceptable you know who you are. You try to laugh it off. Okay? You got to fall down and you got to get up and be like, I'm a fucking idiot and laugh at yourself. But the, I'm talking about the drunk people who fall down. They're like, oh my God, Cindy. Look, take a picture. Take a picture. That's unacceptable. This girl fell down yesterday. First of all, she was, she was probably 200 pounds, which is unacceptable in itself. But she fell down off the curb and was rolling around and couldn't get up and was just laughing and stayed down. It was unacceptable. No matter how drunk you are, you know if you fall down, pop up and get out of the get out of that embarrassment. 
instead of just milking it and yeah, don't don't do that. Unacceptable. You get drunk, you fall down, you're rolling around and you make it like it's like okay. It's not okay. You just fell down and you're drunk. The quicker you get up and the quicker you save face, the better. Unacceptable. You tripped off a curb and she was like still holding her drink and trying to sip it. That's how fat she was. She didn't want the fall to stop consumption of food or beverage. Unacceptable for the week. That's what I'll say. And I've, I've, I don't know, have I fallen? I know somebody listening to this must have, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm sure I fell. I don't know if I've been in a staggering drunk and fall. I think if I ever got to the point where I would fall, I would either sit down or I would hope that I would have gone home and not done that. Because I'm the type, when I'm about to, I puke before I fall. Anyway, I'm, I'm a puker. When I get to that level, and I don't puke ever. So that's let you know. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've thrown up from from drinking a lot. And I've never fell down. So I think that's just ridiculous. That's unacceptable. All right, that's unacceptable for the week. Let me know. Send me your emails if you've been drunk or you know somebody drunk. And that's what I want. Send me the most epic fall down drunk and how it played out. I think a great one would be somebody that just got so drunk and passed out, but they were just walking either by like a pool or like something that can get them, like mud, and they were just walking, and then they just realized how drunk they were, and they just fell down into something gross. Those are funny. I, I love to watch those. Those are like the like some of my favorite YouTube clips is pranks, and when if you want to see something really funny on YouTube, go to dudes fainting at weddings. It's it's one of the funniest things. Either a groomsman or the, the groom himself, they just kind of rock back and forth. And they they kind of get lightheaded and their eyes roll. And they either, like one guy took such a fucking dive. It w- I'm surprised his head didn't crack open. I mean, he went full fledged, <laughs> he went full fledged like a fucking bowling pin. He just fell down, hit his head and... And and everyone was like, oh my god! And they helped them up, and then they got up right away. I never, fa- I never fainted. I don't think I've ever fainted. I don't want to jinx. I never fainted. I mean, I've laid down. I've passed out from being drunk, but I've never fainted. Like I've never walked in like eyes roll back, like in the movies, and you faint. Or in the movies, it's always something stupid where like, you know, a woman walks in and sees something, her eyes roll back, and her hands go up, and she falls down. I've never did that, but I know people that have done it. My older brother actually can't see blood or he'll faint or like he'll get lightheaded. But let me know if you have any epic ones, if you know if you know that. Um, so, yeah, I want to see that movie. Sports. I talked about the Baton Rouge. I just had to get that out of the way. Um, we're going to the Saints and Eagles. Monday night football. Big game for both teams. Both teams need to turn it around. Vic probably playing for his job. The Saints playing for their season at home Monday night in the Superdome. The Superdome looks awesome. They redid it since Katrina, and it looks cool with the lights. It's awesome. So that should be another shit show in and of itself. And um, the New York Knicks. How about my New York Knicks opening? 
opening the week. I was so happy. In between shows last night, I was looking at my phone. The Knicks beat the Miami Heat at Madison Square Garden, 104-84. to Carmelo Anthony, 30 points, 10 rebounds, had a monster game, outplayed LeBron James, which is definitely tough to do considering LeBron's the best, best player right now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, they couldn't play the game in Brooklyn because of the of the storm, but they were able to do the Madison Square Garden. I think it was almost sold out, even with the storm, and I was so happy to see it. I'm back in the NBA. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. There's only one problem. I'm losing my voice, and I'm getting sick, and I'm getting a cold, and I'm just thinking that by the time I fly back on Tuesday, it's going to be really bad, and then I have a bunch of shows coming up. So I hope it doesn't get that bad. But that's that's what's been that's what's been going on, everybody. Um, I got some plugs coming up here. I I got some uh, shows that I want to talk about. The New York Comedy Festival is coming to New York City next week, and I am going to be hosting the Cringe Humor Show. Guys like Rich Voss and 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 Robert Kelly, um, Big Jay Okerson, myself, a bunch of people are going to be at the stand doing that on November the eighth. November the 9th, I'll be doing a fundraiser there, I think. November No, no, November 9th, I'll be doing a taping for something. Uh, November 11th, my birthday, I'll be doing a fundraiser there. And also, I will be headlining Levity Live November 14th in the Palisades Mall up top. It's a phenomenal comedy club. I've talked about it many times on this podcast. Please come out. If you were there last time, I'm going to be doing a ton of new material, but it's going to be a blast. Please come out, Levity Live, November 14th. I'll be headlining that spot, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to have some great comics there with me. We're going to be shooting the shit, talking about stuff. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to be doing a a, a bunch of stuff, stuff that I'm preparing for my new album, my first album, my debut album. We're getting ready to gear that up and, and, and tape that. I'm really excited about it, so come out. Please support it. And I will make it worth your while. November 14th, Levity Live. The new Paul Verzi website is up. PaulVerzi.com. V-I-R-Z-I. Check that out. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you know how to spell my last name. But believe it or not, some people still think it's V-E. I have to get big and famous enough to let them know that it's not. But V-I-R-Z-I. Please go to... Um, my website, and you could see all new dates, updated dates from from here. I'm going to be performing at clubs in New York City like The Stand, Stand Up New York, Gotham Comedy Club, and Levity Live. Those are local, local gigs that I will be doing um, in November and December for the rest of the year. So this is a Louisiana's last road trip, and that, that you know, that's pretty much... That's pretty much the shows, but there's there's a bunch of them. So if you want to catch me live or working on some new stuff, uh, I'd love to come see you at a show. And um, that should that should pretty much that should pretty much wrap up the year as far as the road, I think. But I do think that I'm waiting. I think that a couple of things I'm waiting on, like Cleveland or um, some places in New Jersey, may come in. If that happens, I'll let you guys know. But New Yorkers, come out. I'm going to be shooting the documentary. Got more documentary to shoot, more of the movie. Movie's going to be hopefully wrapped up by February or March, the absolute latest. We uh, got some stuff with that documentary about comedians with children. Um, so please, please stay tuned and, and please continue to support support this. I appreciate all you guys. The Bursey Effect. 
again, I just don't want to get off. I know the show's over, but, I, you know, the show's over, but I, I feel like every time I do it late, I don't want to end it because I feel like you guys, I owe you guys more. So what should we talk about? What should be the last thing that I talk about? I can't sleep. It's 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 10 minutes to 3. Okay, I should be in bed. I don't have the kids. I don't have the wife. And I should be sleeping. And I just, I don't know what it's going to take. But I don't know if I could sleep, um, sleep like normal hours anymore just as a comedian. Because if I go to sleep at... If I go to sleep at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, like most people that, you know, with normal jobs, then I'll be so exhausted. Like, I just, I don't think, I think a comedian's life is just, it's that hard. It's that hard. That's how fucking tired I am. But you make it work. You make it work, everybody. I'm staring at something right now. The tiredness just hit me. I'm still going to talk to you. I'm just going to talk to you a little more mellow for a little bit. Gonna This will be like the nightcap. The first part of the of the podcast was like if you were drinking beers. The last few minutes will be like you're just sipping on a whiskey. I'm going to take you to that cool mode where you're just kind of chilling. You're relaxing. You're sitting down. You don't have a care in the world. Oh yeah, baby, you're listening to blues radio. <laughs> no, you, you just, that's the coolest though, man, when you're just sitting there and you have that last nightcap drink, you know, you pour either a, pour a glass of scotch or a glass of whiskey, just, just enough to sip and you just chill out and do nothing. Oh my God, I'm exhausted. That's what I want to do. Tomorrow, I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch some football, and I'm going to just sip a drink like a gentleman. I'm not going to drink a lot. I'm going to enjoy the Giants beating the Steelers, which will happen after that almost embarrassment in Dallas. I'm going to do that tomorrow. And we saw a homeless guy today, and he goes, Guys, guys, give me anything you got. I could do any any song. Any song you want. I got 12 people. What do you want? You want James Brown? You want B.B. King? So we took B.B. King and he did the song Thrill Is Gone. And all day we've just been singing, Thrill Is Gone, gone away for good. Oh, the thrill is gone, gone, gone. I could actually sing better. My voice is fucked up. but So I'm going to annoy my wife probably for the next month. Because every time she asks me to do something or every time there's quiet time, like when we're just sitting down doing something and no one's saying anything. Anytime something happens, I'm just going to go. The thrill is gone. Going away for good. Oh, the thrill is gone. I'm, I'm downloading that shit. You got to look up BB King Thrill is Gone. Oh, the thrill is gone. It's going away for good. Hey, Stace, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, Paul, I think we're going to do pork chops. Oh, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. Hey, babe, you want to go to the movies? Are you kidding? We don't have a babysitter. Oh, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. Well, babe, check this out. What if 
I get a babysitter and we go to dinner and make it. Who the fuck's gonna watch the kids? It's so. Oh, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. Oh, the thrill is gone, 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 gone. It's gone away for good. Well, let's hang out because I'm not gonna travel for the next little bit. The thrill is gone. It's going away for good. Just say that. I want everybody to just do that. Just fucking do that. Fellas, next time your wife says anything to you, just go put your arm around her. Just look her in the face and she's going to be like, what's he doing? Is he coming in to kiss me? Is he going to say something nice? Is he going to give me a sweet little whisper? And just look at her and just go, I just want to tell you something. Because it's the only thing to be said right now. It's the only thing that I could possibly say to you right now. I just want you to look me in the eyes because this is going to be one of the most important things that I'm going to tell you today. And just have her really fucking look at you. And just, oh, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. You guys can see that I could sing. You know that shit. Multi-talented. I love that. The thrill is gone, 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 gone. <laughs> I'm already driving you guys nuts. Imagine what my wife. Imagine my my poor fucking wife, everybody. She's going to hear me do that. You don't understand. I will not let that go. That's going until Christmas. Because the thrill is gone is just as you get older with kids and everything. I'm downloading that at BB King. And this guy actually sang it better. I don't even know if the real BB King song goes like that. But, but. It was so cool to stand next to a homeless guy. I actually put my arm around him. I took a fucking picture with this dude. It was epic. He was just like, and I, and, and he kept going. We were like, oh, thanks, man. That was great. That was great. We gave him money, and he just sang the whole song. He kept going. He was singing better than them. The thrill is gone. Gone away. For go- hey, babe, you want to maybe uh, go upstairs to the bedroom? I don't know. You want to get frisky? I'm exhausted. The kids, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. (laughs) I love you, Verzi Effect listeners. I love you, man. You guys are with me right now. I'm sitting in my hotel room. I'm buzzing my nuts off. I smoked a Cuban cigar earlier. I'm taking this podcast into overtime again. And uh, I wish I had questions right now from you guys because I would answer them. And I would answer them damn fucking good because I'm sharp right now. I'm on my game right now. Like, I really fucking am. And I know some of you are probably laughing, going, no, he's tired. He had a long day. He had some drinks. There's no way he's sharp. He thinks he's sharp, but that's what happened. No, I'm sharp right now. I would nail it right now. In more ways than why the thrill is gone. Gone away for good. Imagine you did that at your job. Your boss called you in. (laughs) I'm curious to see how many people are just like, I'm fucking out of this podcast right now. He's got to stop singing. But for you people that love, the thrill is gone. I'm going to keep going. Your boss just called you in. 
And they were like, Jerry or Sally, men or women, you know. Who, why the fuck did, did, did the reports not get taken out today? Well, you know what? Nobody's going to lunch until the reports get done because you know that we need those reports. But the thrill is, and you just looked at him in the face. You're like, the thrill is gone. Gone away. He would, he would just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you'd have to explain to him what happened and then he would go home. And I want that to be the universal thing. The thrill is gone. Oh my God, I wish I was getting feedback from you guys right now. I really do. I want to hear, as much as I want to hear people laughing at this, I want people to, I would love to hear people just go do, please stop doing it. You got to stop it. Um, What else do we want to talk about? I got some cities I want to go to next year that I'm going to definitely line up to go to. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work as hard as I can. Uh, I would like to thank, since this is the last, I'll end the podcast with this, okay? Since this is um, pretty much the last long road trip, last flights uh, that I'll take for the year, I would like to thank everybody, all of the new listeners of the podcast from San Antonio, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Florida, here in um, New Orleans, Louisiana. I Where the fuck else did I go? I flew to a couple, oh my God. Um, Just everybody, all of the different places that I went this year. And even if it was local or Connecticut or Pennsylvania, anything like that. Thank you for um, listening. Next year, I am trying to go to Florida. I'm going to try to get down to Miami, Florida. I'm sorry, I was in Jacksonville. I'm going to go down to Miami, Florida, Southern Florida, do that. I want to go to Seattle. I will love Seattle. I want to go to Seattle again. I had a great time there. I'm going to try to do everything I can to get to Seattle next year. San Francisco, I'm going to try to hit there. Uh, Performed in California, never there. I heard it's one of the best cities in the country. I'm going to try to do that. I also want to go to uh, Colorado. Try to go to Colorado. I want to go to um, Austin, Texas. And I would do love to do Dallas again because that, that was kind of quick. I did Addison. So um, all those places. And I want to go to Arizona. I heard the, the Tempe, Arizona improv is back. I want to do that. So there's definitely some places that I want to touch that I haven't. But for all the new places that I that I have, it's been great. And you guys that are supporting this and, and you know, always getting new listeners and always getting new fans and supporters. But, you know, and, and to you younger younger comedians i met a bunch of local young comedians here and and to you know in jacksonville and cincinnati and i want to say something this is really really important and i meant i wanted to mention this on the last podcast hopefully you guys turned in i mean hopefully you guys uh, didn't tune out of this yet because of my singing the thrill is gone i'm not going to do that anymore and if you did um and whoever did stick around for the rest of this podcast after my ridiculous singing tell anybody else this but i met a young comedian a younger he's actually older than me in age but he's a younger comedian he's been doing it for five years and he was actually one of the smartest i didn't see him perform nothing like that but he said the smartest thing to me he said the most important thing to me and this is truly from the bottom of my heart to help anybody to help anybody that i can help 
Um, and, and I have a long way to go. I feel like I'm going in the right direction, but I have a long way to go. And I, uh, to, to become a, a great comedian, to become the comedian that I want to uh, become. But I do want to say that I talk to, you know, newer comics and they always ask me things. And I kind of give the same thing. I just say, you know, write and get on stage. You do those two things. Nothing bad can happen. Only good can come from that. But something I don't talk about enough because I don't want to be rude or disrespectful. I try to say it. But I talked to this guy last night here. I don't want to call him out or mention his name, I'm, you know, but he's this, uh, actually, you know what, he gave me, did he give me, he gave me his, I don't know, he gave me his card, but I, I don't, I don't know the guy enough to even talk about him, I just tell, it was a young comic, and this is what he said to me, first of all, he's, a, he's got a ton of problems, I think he was married, divorced, he's been through a ton of shit, so he already has a voice, but he said to me, I've been doing comedy for about five years, and my next step, you know, is to go to New York or Los Angeles. I've talked about it a little bit on Matt Arisa's podcast, and I've touched on it here. Listen to me now. This is, this is, fu- listen to what the fuck I'm saying to you. If you are a comedian, and you want to do this with your life for real, not do open mics and keep your job and just say you want to do it. If you want to do that, great. Do that. Stay where you are. Go to open mics. Perform where you can in the community you're in. And that's fine. One of the, the best things that Chris Rock ever said as far as advice to a comedian. Somebody said, Chris, if you could give a comedian advice. I might have talked to this earlier in the podcast, uh, other podcasts, but I know I haven't talked about it for a while. Or I know I haven't stressed it the way that I want to stress it to you guys now. He said, the greatest advice you, what, what advice do you give to a young comedian? And he said, go to New York or Los Angeles. If you are serious about this and you are funny, and I've seen it. I've seen hysterical comedians in cities, and they're staying in the city they're in. I've traveled to places, local comics, hey, what's going on? I become friends with them or, I, you know, acquaintances with them. I show up, they come back to the club, what's going on? They're still there. I go back the next year, they're still there. Hey, what's going on? Let's have a drink. Why are you still there? Why are you still there? You got to look yourself in the mirror if you want to do this and you need to go to fucking New York or Los Angeles and you need to hit the scene hard and you need to fucking get a job. You need to make it a priority. You need to get a job that you really don't care about or something that's not a priority the way comedy is and go out at night and do it and work on it and get in front of people and do auditions and and do everything you can to network and really do the job that you want to do. Okay? You got to do it. You got to do it. That's it. There's, oh, you know, it's tough. I got things fine. That's fine. But just understand, you're going to be where you're at. Funnier than you've been maybe five years from now, but you're going to be there. You got to go get get the fuck out of where you're at. And I'm not saying that disrespecting where you're at. I'm sure there's great comedy scenes. I know there's great comedy scenes in these cities. I've, I've, I've seen it. But the bottom line is, if you want to move and get out of and and... Go in the right direction. You gotta get out of way. You gotta get out of the city. You gotta come to New York or Los Angeles. That's where you're gonna be seen. That's where industry will. That's where you can get in, even in the door more. And a lot of people say, "Yeah, well, you know." But now with internet, you really don't have to. I had I heard comedians say that. Well, with internet, you don't have to because you could send clips. Okay, and what happens when the Tonight Show? Or what happens when uh, a network says, oh, we're going to give a comedian a half-hour special or we're going to do this and we're looking at them tonight in Manhattan and we're going to be here. 
Who do you think they're really going to look at first? They're going to look at who they're going to see live first. Yeah, they may look at some submissions online, but that's back burner bullshit. Okay, you're not in their face. You got to be in their face. These people are going to tell you no. This shit is hard. You got to be in front of them constantly. You want to know why? Because the thrill is gone. No, I'm serious. You have to. You have to. <laughs> you have to do that. All jokes aside, get out of where you're at. Look yourself in the mirror and go, what the fuck am I doing? Get out of it. Stop making excuses of why you have to stay there. If you want to do this, leave. Leave. Oh, well, you know my wife. She's got some shit going on. Okay. Well, that's that's a decision you got to make. But just know if you make that decision and you stay, it could really hurt yourself. And I'll say this. If you can't leave, if you just can't leave due to your children, due to due to your life, and you really want comedy and you want to do it, but you can't, you have to fucking travel out there for a week at a time or you have to just make take trips and get out there and get in front of people and take trips and take trips until you get to a point where, you know, but that that's really what needs to ha- that's really what needs to happen. And that's all jokes aside. I mean that. And I'm saying this to truly help some of the cool people that I've come across. Because I've come across some really cool people. Whether they've been doing comedy for, uh, you know, a month. Or they've been doing comedy for two, three, five years. You know, a few years. It's it's just get good. I mean, if you're doing it a month to a couple years, stay where you're at. But if you're doing it like five, six, seven years. And you start to, like, that's when you really need to look at yourself and go, Okay, I don't want to be the guy doing it for 20 years in Tennessee. And nothing is really happening. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Or I'm not moving in the right direction. I can't get the exposure to get the money. And this is just being real. Like, I don't know how to say it any other way. Chris Rock said it. Doesn't matter if you're the funniest guy in Detroit. It, It doesn't. Because after a while, it's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to like, you know, because you got to understand something. And even if you're like, oh, fuck, I don't care about fame. I just love doing it and I want to be funny. Great. But don't you want to get that into a bigger crowd? Don't you want just to broad? Don't you want to get into theaters so that many more people see you? Or, or, or get into comedy clubs that you're packing and, and everybody knows what you're doing and you're doing something great. That's that's what you want to do. So not going to beat a dead horse. I'm going to say it one more time. If you're a funny person and you know you are. And you're sitting in the city right now. If you're sitting in Jacksonville. If you're sitting in Cincy. If you're sitting in, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. Fucking, you know, San Fran, you know, Seattle. Any of those places that you're sitting in right now. You know you're funny. You've been doing your thing. You're one of the top dogs in your class. And you're doing it. If you are, man, come out. Come out to New York. Come out to L.A. Give it a shot. Give yourself a shot. This way you could look at yourself and go, this is what the fuck I'm doing, man. Because I'll tell you something, man. With me... I'm in New York. I travel to New York City. I don't live in the city. But I'm giving this shit my fair shot. When I'm done, when this shit is said and done, I'm going to look at my kids and be like, look, I got to this level, no matter where that level is, but I gave it the run it needed to go. That's all. And I hope that helps you. And... um, I guess I'll leave I guess I'll leave the podcast at that. So um check out Verzi Effect on iTunes, send the comments. Go to my new website, paulverzi.com. 
come and see me at a show. If you see me, uh, you know, on the schedule somewhere that you could come out, come out, see me on the show. Tell me you listen to this the podcast, and uh, you know, I'd love to love to meet you, shake your hand, thank you for the support personally. You can um, you can check out other Versi Effect podcasts. Um, I don't have all of them up. Like, I don't have every one because I, I got to ar- archive some, but you could check earlier ones out and see how the show's progressed. Because uh, let's be honest, I mean, this shit is getting fucking epic, people. I mean, it's fucking, I mean, I'm on another level. I'm on another fucking level, that's what it is. I'm just kidding. But seriously, it's getting good. But no, go go to, go to the other ones, see how bad the first ones were, then listen <laughs> listen to it now. Somebody was telling me from like episode 50 or 60, it just, they started to get really good. This is episode 84. I hope you guys feel the same way. But yeah, come out, man. Come out. I'd love to talk to you. Shake your hand and thank you for listening to the thing. Come to the shows. If you're in New York, uh, New York, New Jersey, Westchester County, Dutchess County, um, New York City, anything like that, and you're around, uh, you're, you're around on November 14th, come to Levity. That's, uh, I'm headlining that one. And and you could see all that stuff, so so thank you everybody. Uh, I apologize for some of the singing. The thrill is gone. The thrill will be gone for now. On this podcast, the thrill is gone, but I can assure you it will come back with episode Ocho Cinco, episode number eighty-five. What the fuck? Talk about a fall! That guy just finished. Look, I finished. He just what happened to Ocho Cinco? Got cut by the by the Patriots. Him and him, Plaxico Burris and, and Ter- Terrell Owens just vanished. And there's only one thing you could say. And there's only one thing you could think when you think of Terrell Owens and you think of Plaxico Burris. And you think of Chad Ochocinco. And what is that one thing you could think of, everybody? Do you know? Do you guys know what I'm thinking? I think the only thing that you could think about when you think of those three gentlemen, those three former NFL wide receivers, is this. The thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. The thrill is gone for those guys. But... The thrill is not gone for you guys because I will be back next week with episode 85. So thank you so much. All of you Sandy people out there, you Sandy survivors, even if you lost all your shit, you'll get it back. I'm not voting Tuesday. Fuck these two dudes. Fuck them both. I'm not. Oh, Paul, how can you do? Can you live with yourself? Someone said, oh, if you don't vote, how can you live with yourself? You want to know how I can, I can live with myself just fine. Fuck these dudes. Dickheads. I want Chris Christie's fat gullet in the Oval Office in four years. That's what I want. I want Chris Christie to waddle around that place. There's justice in this world if Chris Christie is waddling around the fucking 1600. Is it 1600 Pennsylvania? Whatever it is. That's what I want. Just waddling around. Eating roast beef sandwiches. I don't want him in a suit ever. I don't want Chris Christie in a suit. I want him in a jumper or or some kind of sweatpants or, you know, just something silly. 
just talking, telling people, you know, just wiping his mouth with pizza sauce on it. It'd be fucking amazing. Imagine if Chris, this is like a bit I used to do where I want an Italian president, but how great would it be if Chris Christie was president and he was so nonchalant that he just literally had like a piece of, yeah, like a, like a fucking, uh, just like a half bitten sandwich on the Oval Office, but you could see it. It was in the shot when he told, or, 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 or a slice of pizza. <laughs> That's who I want. I can't stand Obama being on fucking The View and being on... Forget politics. You know, it's, it's not about it's not about that. This isn't about left or right. I just can't stand the guy. I can't stand the guy being on The Fucking View that many times. I can't stand him being on, you know, The Tonight Show. And uh, what else did he do? The Daily Show and all this stuff. And, you know, fucking hanging out with Jay-Z. I just, it's just not what the presidency should be. And um, for a president who says, oh, they call me a celebrity president. They say that's it and everybody boos. He's doing exactly, he's doing exactly that. that. He's doing exactly the shit. That's what he's doing. How can they, you know, these guys are saying, they're saying, hold on, I'll try to do my Obama impression because I'm a little buzzed. So I always try to, so he goes, it's going to be bad. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be bad. But he goes, uh, let's do this. No. He goes, um, say I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity president. <laughs> he goes, hold on. Um, I don't like me. Because I went on The View, The Daily Show. I like those shows. He's just quick. I'm tired. Fuck you. But you know what I mean. Celebrity president. And then he's on The Tonight Show and those shows. It's like, you are. what are you doing? What are you doing? Govern us. I don't care. Just stop it. Stop getting... Stop it. Fucking media loves this fucking guy. And nobody else sees that. Everyone wants to shit on the other guy. And I'm not voting for the other guy either. Because the other guy's full of shit. The other guy's a flip-flopper. I've seen that. The other guy's full of shit. The other guy, like, kind of, you know, he's changed to, you know, to tell people what to do and have a... I'm not into that. So, this Tuesday, I'm sitting it out, everybody. And if you don't like that I'm sitting it out and you have something to say about it, email me. I'll talk about it. Email me. I'll listen to what you have to say too. I won't just shit on you. I'm not voting this year for either of these guys. If I do, it, I might. There's a slim chance. I doubt it though because I'm not going to drive because where I have to vote is upstate. And I, I, I'm not going up there to do it. You know, fuck that. I'm staying home, man. Just going to fucking lay down and just watch the states come in on the TV and see what happens and find out who the next guy's gonna be whether it's the guy we got now or the other guy and and that you know and laugh at whichever side gets angry and and go to bed that's all i'm gonna do i mean i might vote for the independent guy but who who is it so i'm sitting that one out that one's gonna be done and i'm gonna feel good about it and i'm not gonna feel like how can i live with myself just fine i'll be fine I'll be fine not voting. I just, you know, you know what it comes down to? It comes down to just fucking looking at somebody's face and just knowing they're full of shit. 
And both of these guys, both of these fucking guys are full of shit. There's nothing real about it, about both of them. They just, they just suck. They tell you what they want to hear. It's just stupid. Fuck everybody. Seriously. Fuck everybody but your family and the people that you love and your friends and the people that are close to you. How about that? You know who you can trust. You know who you can trust. You can trust the people that have never fucked you over, the people that have have a, a proven thing. They've got a track record. And you can trust a pilot with a mustache with a sense of arrogance to fly you where you need to go. That's who you can trust. Hopefully you can trust your mother and your father and close friends that have really never fucked you and the people that did fuck you, you can't trust. But the last thing you can trust is two politicians slugging it out, talking horrible shit about each other, these horrible ads, and the country's in shambles. I really know that there's people mad at this right now. I know that, and I like it. I like it. Listen, if you're mad at me right now, thank you. Email me. Email me. Not to be a dick. If you have a good point and you shut me down, fine. Email me why I... This is all I want to talk about, okay? And I'm not going to get political here. I'm not. I'm not. Because you guys know that I don't do that. I just I just say I just say how I feel about certain things. I want... I've been asking this question. Nobody could give me a really good answer. People just say, oh, just go with who you don't like more or who, who, you, who you like a little better. How can I bring myself to drive to upstate New York and vote for somebody... That I truly in my heart, truly in my heart, don't really like that much. Does it make sense to do that? Like how? Like nobody's has given me, I've talked to some people and here's the answers that I've got. I shouldn't say nobody's given me an answer. A couple of people have given me an answer. Some people said, just vote for who you don't, vote for who you want. Somebody said, vote for who you don't want because that won't happen. I, I don't even get that. Someone said, no, you just got to make a be- the, the best guess for the country. For the- but that doesn't make sense to me. That, like, if you had to go on a date and you had to pick one or two girls and both were just dumb skanks who you fucking couldn't stand, but somebody said, pick one, I, I just said, no, I'm going to jerk off. So I guess the moral of the story is I'm jerking off on Tuesday. Couldn't end better. That's it, folks. That's the podcast. Probably the longest one I've ever done. So I'm going to end on a song for all you people out there listening to the Verzi Effect episode number 84. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed it. And I hope you'll continue to listen. You'll listen to episode 85 next week and uh, continue with the episodes. When I get to episode 100, I think I'm going to do something special, but I'm not going to tell you. So thank you. Check the website. Until episode 85, I will see you guys soon. But before I leave, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Oh, the thrill is gone. It's gone away for good. Oh, the thrill is gone, 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 gone. It's gone away. Oh, the thrill is gone, 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 gone. It's gone away for good. 
I said the thrill is gone.